Are the Jews cursed in Romans chapter 9, verse 3? Well, before we answer this question, listen to the intensity of Paul's voice as he begins in Romans chapter, uh, chapter 9, verse 1. I am telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit. Simply declaring one of these expressions would have been enough to convey the depth of Paul's passion about what he was about to say. These declarations were apparently in common use at the time. However, stringing all three phrases together was most unusual. Listen again. I am telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit. Paul is about to express something that will be difficult for his listeners to hear and accept. Paul's next words identify those whom he is addressing. We will start by considering different English translations in order to highlight the difficulty of understanding this passage from the English. In the King James Version, I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ. In the New International Version, I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ. In the New American Standard Version, I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ. Who are those who were accursed, or cursed and cut off, or accursed from Christ? On the surface, their identity seems quite clear because in the following verse we read, Israelites to whom belongs the adoption as sons and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the temple service and the promises. Paul was talking to Jews. However, before you continue with Paul's words about Israelites, stop and ponder the sense of meaning that these English translations convey. The English word cursed implies doomed and condemned. The English term cut off suggests that the Jews have been rejected by God. Neither of these interpretations are what Paul is trying to say. The term cut off is a common phrase in the Old Testament. The Hebrew word is karat. However, it is almost always used as being cut off from the covenant community, not cut off from God. That is, Israelites were being cut off from their families and neighbors because they had become unholy by failing to repent of some sin. This is not the meaning that Paul intends. You may have had a sense of unease about the possibility that these Jews in Rome, and perhaps all Jews who do not believe in Yeshua the Messiah, were being cursed and cut off by God. When you feel unsettled about anything in Scripture, you must resist relying on an interpretation conveyed by the translation. Instead, your challenge will be to capture the sense of meaning from the original Greek New Testament or the Hebrew Old Testament. Fortunately, you don't have to know the ancient languages to be able to do this. The key word is accursed from the King James, cursed and cut off, from the New International Version, and a curse separated from in the NASB. You can use an online interlinear concordance to look up the original Greek word, which is anathema. Anathema, apa. Apa is a little preposition that comes after anathema. It is also important to examine the Hebrew equivalent of anathema, which is haram. Since Paul is conveying a Hebrew concept in his letter to Jews, 
not a Greek or English meaning. Furthermore, the Septuagint translation from Hebrew to Greek, which the Jews in Rome may have been using, conveys the sense of haram in its Greek translation. I will start with a Hebrew concept before returning to the New Testament letter to the Romans to consider how Paul uses anathema. The Hebrew word haram, translated anathema in the Septuagint translation, first appears in Leviticus 27:28, where it is used twice for emphasis. We must remember that the Jews to whom Paul was speaking had memorized the Torah, the first five books of Moses, which they viewed as the central kernel of God's revelation. They would most likely have heard this allusion to the Leviticus 27:28, which I call an echo, because such a relevant verse in the Hebrew scriptures would have resonated in their minds. Now listen to Leviticus. Anything which a man sets apart. Now sets apart is our verb haram. Who sets apart to the Lord out of all that he has, of man or animal or of the fields of his own property, shall not be sold or redeemed. Anything devoted to destruction. Now that's our haram in a noun form. Is most holy to the Lord. An unblemished animal, perfect and without defect, was set apart, haram, as a gift to God in the sacrificial system of ancient Israel. At the time Paul wrote his letter, sacrifices at the temple in Jerusalem were still being practiced. In the second use of haram in this verse in Leviticus, the animal was destroyed by burning on the altar as sweet incense to God. For the Jews whom Paul was addressing, this imagery of temple sacrifice and worship would have been vivid in their minds. Therefore, the English translation of accursed does not mean that the Jews were doomed or condemned or rejected by God. It conveys the Hebrew sense of destroyed in the process of burning a sacrificial animal at the altar as a gift to God. Well, what were they offering to God, these Jews in Rome? They were teaching their Gentile brethren that circumcision and knowledge of the law were requirements for participation in the covenant community, and this incorrect teaching was unacceptable to God. Therefore, the preposition apa, which follows the English translation accursed, meaning an offering that was burnt on the altar, becomes significant. Apa conveys a sense of separation. So by their unacceptable offering of teaching, the Jewish believers in Rome had separated themselves from Christ. And that is exactly what we do if we promote incorrect teaching. And don't forget that the way you live is a witness to others. So if you are walking outside the ways of God, you you have separated yourself from Christ. And only by walking in righteousness can you draw near to God through your Lord Yeshua. If you would like a more in-depth study on Romans 9 to 11, with significant proof from Scripture to support what I have presented, you will find my book on Amazon entitled, The Law is Not a Curse, Paul's Midrash in Romans 9 to 11.